This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gooners all back again with you guys for another episode for of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. I join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Uh, jumping into the chat box. Good morning to Matt G. I managed to kind of like, if I leave StreamYard open on the start of the chat, it saves who's first, I've learned. So if I can remember to do that every single time. Those that have tuned in first will be absolutely uh, over the moon rewarded. So good morning to Matt. Good morning to Wilson. Good morning to Paul. Kaiser, Manu, Arasilki. Good morning to Guna Jake. Good morning to PJ, Nick, NSW, uh, Blackshine. We've got Steve, Mike in Perth, James. Uh, we've got Jose. We've got plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you as always all being very much uh, associated with the channel, listening to the channel, tuning into the channel, specifically, of course, uh, at, uh, well, very early on a Sunday. Sundays, as I always say, the most dedicated amongst you tuning in for our Sunday show. Tomorrow morning on Monday, you know, those that are, I'd suggest, you know, the casuals, the casual freeloaders tuning in on a weekday. they got an excuse to get up early. You guys that are live, fair play to all of you. However, if you are listening on Catch Up, welcome back. Thank you so much for still tuning in. It is very much appreciated. But those tuning in live, oh, just respect. Absolute respect to all of you. Uh, Good morning. And uh, yeah, I hope you've had a good weekend so far. I hope indeed that you are enjoying your weekends. And uh, hopefully we can see some fantastic Arsenal news coming our way in the next 24 hours or so. But to round up the last 24 hours, let's go through today's slides. We kick off. With Matt Turner saving a penalty uh, and winning man of the match in the United States' draw against Jamaica in the Gold Cup group stage first game. Uh, important save from Leon Bailey diving to his left and uh, the follow-up shot in the end was was absolutely dreadful. Um, but Matt Turner winning man of the match in that game, saving a penalty. Not a characteristic you associate with too many uh, Arsenal goalkeepers saving a penalty, is it? So very, very important indeed and uh, a good feather in his cap uh, to come back to Arsenal in summer. Now, it should be said that the Gold Cup doesn't actually finish until July 17th, I believe, which is after Arsenal's 
first pre-season game against Nuremberg in Germany. So there's a likely expectation that Matt Turner will probably not be part of that pre-season group and will likely join up with the club when they fly out for their American tour in the summer. So uh, we look forward to seeing that. But for the moment, best of luck to uh, Matt Turner and, of course, their teammates. Now, Balogun is not involved in the US Men's National Team Gold Cup. He's not on the roster of players. Uh, however, the Sun are reporting that a price tag of £35 million pounds, uh, is certainly being looked at uh, as as the asking price, the minimum asking price um, for uh, the US Men's National Team forwards. And for me, I've said this for some time, you know, I've said that £35 million, pounds, I think, is the best minimum expectation uh, for Balogun. It seems that that price tag is indeed the starting price if the report is to be believed. Um, But any clubs interested are going to have to start the bidding, it seems, at £35 million. So let's see how indeed Arsenal go about selling Balogun. Uh, For for those of you that think, you know, you're going to get upwards of £50 the reality is that's just not going to happen in this market, even in the current state of it right now as well. After one season on loan in France, Price tags don't increase to, to fifty million pounds. That's the reality of the situation. So, I'm not surprised that this thirty-five million pound reported price tag, as I have said to you for some time, would be where it would start, and that does indeed seem to be the case. Uh, Ex Chelsea club, I think if we we've got one now, the Ex Chelsea club Havertz posting on social media with Kovacic and Andreas Christensen, as well of course Kovacic moving to uh, Manchester City this summer. Andreas Christensen, now a Barcelona player, and Kai Havertz, now an Arsenal player. It seems that you become the best of friends when you leave Chelsea. And, I mean, who can blame anybody of that? But there is an expectation, of course, that Kai Havertz's announcement as a brand-new Arsenal player will take place next week. So we look forward to hearing, seeing, and witnessing the announcement of Arsenal's, most likely anyway, their first summer signing. Uh, Romeo Lavia's deal at the moment has stalled until Arsenal sought their primary business. Fabrizio Romano reporting that whilst Arsenal's interest remains, any talks, any suggestions of bidding processes, etc. certainly on the back burner until the primary deals are done uh, and announced for Havertz, for Rice, and of course, not only for those two, but Urien Timber. And Urien Timber is, of course, our next story as well. Arsenal have been told that they will need to bid more than €40 million Euros to advance talks. It is said to be a deal that is advancing. Uh, however, there's an expectation that they will indeed need to bid more than €40 million Euros to advance negotiations with Ajax for Timber, according to Fabrizio Romano. So let's see if Arsenal do indeed begin that bidding process, or rather continue their bidding process, at that higher figure to try and get in the Dutch international, who, for me, talked about for some time now. We did our tactical breakdown on him. If you haven't watched that, make sure that you do. He is a very, very special player. So hopefully Arsenal can get this deal very much over the line. And our headline story of the day as it continues and will always be until this saga concludes. The latest on Declan Rice is that Arsenal have been told by West Ham to meet that £100 million price tag valuation. Otherwise, City will indeed make their move for the midfielder. As we have said, as I have reported, as I have told you, if Arsenal agree a fee with West Ham United, Rice will become an Arsenal player. Manchester City are very much waiting for Arsenal not to agree that figure, to fail to agree that deal with West Ham United. And for me, Arsenal should be meeting and matching and reaching that £100 million price tag to get Declan Rice over 
the line. Finally, please, can we get this one done? Let's bring this saga to a close. There's expectations that a bid could be placed as early as tomorrow. So hopefully at the start of next week, we will be getting more um, indications, more updates about the Declan Rice saga. And hopefully it is coming to an end. But is Edu hinting something? Spotted at Royal Ascot yesterday. Uh, his wife again on Instagram posting the pictures. The other day he was at the pub having a drink. Yesterday he was at Royal Ascot. And what is he eating? Oh, that looks like a bowl of rice right there. So <laughs> I don't know what games are being played, what hints are being said, but I am sure it is winding up plenty of people. Um, but uh, very much uh, an amusing tactic. People got wound up with my tweet the other day when I posted about the fact that I love the, <laughs> the love the beers being posted. I think it coincided with Demarcio's tweet that City were closing in uh on uh on the deal and that coincided with that post of, of edu going for a couple of beers with his family and friends which by the way he is very much entitled to do um but yeah very much uh, enjoying these hilarious uh kind of posts that he's not doing by the way it's not him uh it's his other half posting this stuff and whether or not there is a meaning behind it or whether or not we need to read too much into it um is great but i love it I, I absolutely love it i think it's hilarious anyway let's move to part two then and your questions right after this away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home and the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mook delivery are you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Right, let's go into the chat box then and tackle some of your questions uh, on this very, still very warm Sunday morning. I'm really hoping kind of the heat trails off a little bit more. I'm working today, so I'm in the office all day, going to be writing some stories, doing some digging onto different transfer news and stuff like that. So make sure you watch out on FL uh, football.london for all of the latest uh, from my side of things. So I look forward to bringing some pieces, but it's going to be warm in this office for the next eight hours or so after today's show. Right, let's jump in. Um, <laughs> let's go to uh, Matt G says, does Harry Kane have the worst goal celebration ever? I think Harry Kane has the worst everything ever. I think that's probably the, the right answer to that question. Williams says, hey, Tom, any news on Charlie Patino? Not as far as I'm aware. I, I caught up with somebody close to the player about a couple of weeks or so said obviously things can change in, in a day let alone a couple of weeks but I've personally heard no change and when I reached out a couple of weeks ago to a source close to the player they said that there wasn't anything to update at that stage so uh, at the moment no movement on Charlie Patino. Um, Zach says, oddly enough, I can see Timber's skill set being useful in Partey's replacement. His passing, defensive ability and IQ are phenomenal. Tifa Football even described his role to be like that of John Stones last season. Maybe we will see Timber move into midfield. and I don't think we'll see him start in midfield, but I think the club certainly see him as a potential right-sided version of Alexander Zinchenko. So maybe we will see some midfield progression and positioning from Yuri and Timber, if indeed the deal is, of course, successful. Abbe says, don't you think that we shouldn't be spending 40 million on Lavia? There are more experienced options at that price tag like Amrabat. Uh, for me, Amrabat would still be a significant risk. His age profile also doesn't necessarily suit the project of Arsenal. It doesn't have that Premier League experience. Lavia, 
consider 19 years of age one of the most exciting young centre midfielders on the planet at the moment um, and a Belgian international to match that as well. Amrabat, yeah, you might be getting more experience, but playing for Fiorentina, it's interesting that nobody else is going in for Amrabat right now and had the opportunity to do so after the World Cup in January and no one did then either. So... I know a lot of people like Amrabat, but for me, I'd rather go for Lavia. I like the process of what we're doing with Premier League proven footballers, and that's the route that I would personally go down. Um, Christopher says, how dare Edu have a social life? People need to give the guy a break. He's an invincible. I think people forget that. I think Edu absolutely deserves more respect than he gets, and for the the banter that he receives for you know doing his barbecues, going on vacation, going and enjoying himself wherever, it's like people forget that things like mobile phones exist almost. Like, it's almost like I forget that he has access to call, to text, to do whatever he likes, wherever he likes, because he's granted that through technology. Yet people, for some reason, have a huge problem with him doing anything other than working. I, I don't really see the the point in anger or angst about that whatsoever. You know, he's been out, we brought in some great players. We've done the Havertz deal basically while he's having a few pints and he's been doing barbecues, yet he can spend £60 million for us on a player. So I don't think people need to be concerned about what Edu is doing. Um, Zung Ta says, Tom, what are your ideal signings? I mean, for me, the, the deals we're doing this summer, I'm really intrigued about. The Havertz deal wouldn't have been on my list. And to be honest, I've been kind of by looking into it, by talking to people about this deal, very excited about what we might do. No one can tell you that it's a bad signing at the moment and no one can tell you it's a good signing at the moment because it's such an unknown in terms of what might happen. We only, uh, we're only able to kind of wait and see what happens with Havertz. So don't let anyone tell you that you shouldn't be backing the player, shouldn't be enjoying this deal, shouldn't be excited about it because I'm here to tell you that you should be excited, but excited about the mystery of it, excited about the intrigue of it. So the Havertz deal, I've, I'm really behind. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the team. Uh, Yuri and Timber, as I've mentioned before, again, a name that wasn't necessarily on my mind at the start of the window because I just didn't think Arsenal were going to do anything with that kind of level of player in that position But because we already had Saliba, of course. But what a signing that will be. So, yeah, Yuri and Timber have a... Steklan Rice was always the number one. I would have loved to us to go for Caicedo as well. That doesn't seem possible. And I think Lavia is another really good alternative to, to him. I think we do need another midfielder, especially if Partey leaves. If it is the case, I wouldn't mind seeing Arsenal move for a player like Mikel Moreno, to be honest. I really like Mikel Moreno at... Uh, at Real Sociedad. If you haven't seen much of the player, I'd recommend getting out there and watching him. If you can get him for a relatively low figure, you know, uh, add him to the to the roster. You've added a 24-year-old in Rice. You had a 19-year-old in Lavia. You know, adding the 27-year-old Mikel Moreno to your team adds great leadership, adds quality, adds versatility to the midfield. I wouldn't mind that as an option. Um, and then forwards, you know, I've always talked about Carlo Moani, Gonzalo Ramos, but frankly, they're far too expensive. So I just don't see us having the money for that. John says, Tom, how did you go to golf yesterday? Wasn't great. Wasn't one of my best rounds. You know, I really I was drawing and slicing my drives far too much. Um, yeah, I, as I say, I've only been playing since December, so we're still adding to that consistency. I'm driving good distances now. You know, I'm getting over 250 at times, but I need to... I need to be able to get straighter with my drives. So that's that's what I'm working on. My short game has got pretty good. My putting is pretty good. But yeah, I need to be working on my, my longer game now. That's that's the part of my game that is, is unfortunately pulling me down a bit at the moment. Uh, Nizakit says, hey, Tom, if we sign Rice, Lavia, Timber and Havertz, but lose Xhaka and Partey, um, would you be happy with that? If not, who else would you like to add? No, I wouldn't. I think we need to add one more midfielder, personally. As I've mentioned, Mikel Moreno, I like a lot. 
Um, I think that's an option for us to look to. But uh, I'm actually going to be doing a piece a little bit later on today talking about surprise signings that Arsenal might do. Now, this is obviously not based on any information, but you know when Arsenal kind of players just kind of drop out of nowhere and you're surprised by it, we're like, oh, no one was even talking about this. I'm going to have a go at trying to predict what left field signings Arsenal could look to try and do, uh, looking at some of the data and things like that. So I, I'm intrigued to have a kind of a delve and a digging into, you know, who exactly might be a surprise signing. So look out for that piece coming out later on this afternoon slash evening. Uh, Joshua says, hey, Tom, I'm enjoying your discussions about Arsenal with FK and Latte Firm. Thanks, mate. I'm glad that you enjoyed the show last night. Always a pleasure to join up with FK. So if you haven't yet watched my show with him, make sure you check out Latte Firm that was on last night. Um, Ray Beam says, Tom, what's happening with outgoings? We still need to dump a raft of Deadwood holding Cedric Tavares. As I've mentioned before, Ray Beam, I think you should be patient with that i think they're the types of deals that get done in the latter stage of the window not the early stages of the window um ollie says hey tom who would you prefer to start Xhaka or Partey?" well if we bring in rice you know i think Xhaka is the obvious option because you play rice deepest for me and you play Xhaka left i know some people it's very well informed and well uh in tune people think that rice should be playing with Partey, but for me i think i'd like to see rice shielding the back four um, and to be honest, I wouldn't play either if we signed Rice. I'd see what Havertz and Erdogan could do as that midfield double tens, if you like. So let's see what happens. But it's it's an interesting question, if you, especially if you bring in Rice, uh, who starts out of those two. Um, David says, Tom, what's the better film, 89 or the Invincible documentary? I assume that was the Invincible documentary that was on Sky that they turned into a DVD as well. For me, it's 89. 89 is an amazing piece of filmography. Um, it's a brilliant documentary. I love the the music. I love the, the the camera shots. I love the use of the old footage. I love the interviews, the how raw it gets at times with you know Ian Wright talking about Rowcastle. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic as, as a piece of, of history of this club. So the way in which the goal is built up to, and for those fans that weren't alive at 89, like myself, it's a great kind of insight into football at that time. It's a great insight into the club's history. And I always feel like when you're a, you know, a fan of your club, it is a responsibility to go back and learn the history and witness the history. I'm not asking you to know who scored in whatever game, but just to go back and watch and learn and, you know, uh, witness some of the club's history i feel as though it's uh, absolutely a uh, a responsibility of every fan to to do it um akash says tom how's the new house going i've had a new house in ages i've been in this place for what three years i think it'll be three years. no 2019 i moved in so four years in december yeah four years in december and i think we may move at some point in the near future um i'm nearing 30 now so kids and stuff are going to be on the uh the old radar so we got to get moving to a bigger place at some point but there's a lot of personal questions going on in the chat today people are curious it's fine i don't mind asking questions um let's go to francois says tom wouldn't it be really stupid of arsenal if we sold parte now we're in the champions league and need depth it's true that he's never finished a season well but with depth he could be gold in that midfield uh, look for me i've always maintained that i'd rather we kept him and I'd rather we strengthened with Rice and kept Partey. But 
if the club have their reasons, the club have their reasons, I guess. But we need to make sure that we bring in reinforcement. And I mean, that's not like for likes of Xhaka and, and Partey. We need to bring in three central midfielders. That's that's the one. Uh, Blue Rose's Tom Shot, one, two, one. My best score in a in an 18 hole is 106 at the moment. And I feel like after six months, that's not too bad. I have shot one oh one two one was actually a score I got. Oh no, it was one two three. It was a score I got within that was one of my first eighteens I did. But I've got well, I've got it down to one oh six, and I'm going for an eighteen hopefully soon. So let's let's wait and see. Uh, let's wait and see what happens. Uh, I think there's a super chat I need to tackle. Uh, Rodeo says, "Is there a possibility of a TGT golf competition?" <laughs> um, maybe i don't think i want to showcase my skills at the moment to be honest but uh, maybe it's a charity thing that we could do i am actually doing a fundraiser related to golf that i'm going to be talking about on the channel very soon that you can get involved in um to help support but uh yeah i look i look forward to that um let's go to um zoomtar says besides arsenal who do you think will be the threat for arsenal next season obviously city there nothing liverpool will come back strong i think man united are going to improve look out for brighton and what they do even if they lose a couple of players they've got a great manager um i'm not looking at spurs i'm not even necessarily looking at chelsea as much i might be wrong but uh I really hope I'm not. It's funny seeing their plight, but they haven't got any European football next season, so maybe that'll help them. Maybe it won't. We'll have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> Zeus says, why it's so hard for some ex-players and pundits to believe that a player can prefer a move to Arsenal over City? Because people don't like us, Zeus. People don't like us. That's just the way it goes. If you're an Arsenal fan, it's something you just have to come to terms with. Unfortunately, not everyone's going to like you because Arsenal aren't particularly liked. So you just kind of have to deal with that, I'm afraid. It's not a nice thing, you know, but if if we're being honest, if we were one of, if we were people's second team, we would probably be doing things wrong. You know, Man City back in the day, you know, people had second teams. Like if they're playing on videos, uh, video games and stuff, if you weren't Arsenal, which Premier League team would you be? I used to pick Man City when I was playing on a, like FIFA 2006 or whatever, or 06, you know, because it was like Samaras and Stephen Ireland and that's like kind of these left field players that I'd use. But these days, nah, can't stand Man City. So it's a good thing if you're not liked. Without a doubt, it's a good thing. Um, let's go to... Uh, I'm the Mustafi of golf. That's harsh. It's very harsh indeed. Uh, Nunes is Tom. How come negotiating for price is Edu's fault? Isn't that Richard Garlic's job? I thought Edu was the guy that finds the players that fits Arteta's style. Am I right? Am I wrong? You're right and wrong. Uh, Richard Garlic certainly is involved in negotiations with clubs and players, but Edu does and is heavily involved in the negotiation process with other clubs. Yes, he's also involved in identification, but they have a big scouting department as well. They use a lot of analytics as well to help with that, but they've recruited a number of high-profile scouts in the last couple of years uh, to scout in England, Germany, France, South America. So uh, you're right and wrong. Yes, Richard Garlic is involved, but Edu is certainly involved in negotiation processes as well. But, of course, they work within the realms and the capacities of the money in which they are given and uh, told they can use. So, obviously, a lot still comes from the owners. So, there you are. Uh, Thibaut Pest says, Why do people love putting the word overrated, an English player, in the same sentence? Wake up, people. England are some of the best players in the world, including our very own Bakayo Saka. And I'm not English, by the way, so there's no bias there. Um, I am English. <laughs> so, you know, in terms of when it comes to kind of bias in that sense, I guess people can highlight the fact that I'm English and feel that way. But I absolutely agree with Thibaut Pest. Like, the laziness that goes with tagging England players as overrated, I think is 
it's it's it is lazy you know Declan Rice he's not it doesn't his profile is not that of a player that I think you know attracts great wonder or intrigue in any way um he is a you know he's a kind of Ron Seal does exactly what he says on the tin um and I think he does a great job at what he does in his defensive midfield position. And he's great He's great at what he does. So the overrated terminology is really, I don't really get it. Uh, I really don't get it. And I don't get the whole overrated with English. And people say English bias is there. England are like one of the best teams in the world at the moment. You know, they've got to a World Cup semi-final and then a European Championship final and then a World Cup quarter final again, getting knocked out by obviously France who got to the final of the World Cup. So England, don't get, don't be mistaken, are one of the best teams on the planet right now internationally. And if you're in that England setup and starting, you're playing for one of the best national sides on the planet. So no, <laughs> Declan Rice is not overrated at all, uh, whatsoever. Um, let's go to Rich says, uh, one thing that's missing from the Rice discussion is why isn't it a consideration that he might want the challenge of beating City rather than a series of easy titles. I also think there is a lot of personal stuff with the Rice thing. He wants to stay in London, got family in London. Why can we never consider the social aspects of a player's desires? Why does it always come down to, oh, he's not ambitious enough? Like, these are human beings as well at the end of the day. Like, you know, if he wants to stay in London, let him do that. But also, Arsenal, like, the main reason is Arsenal. The main reason is two words, and that's Mikel Arteta. And Mikel Arteta has sold this project to Declan Rice, sold him his role in his future for this club, and, and it's sold to him, you know. So don't get people telling you, oh, Rice only moves because of, you know, it's London. Trust me, the primary reason why Declan Rice is, is keen on and his preference is Arsenal is because he believes Mikel Arteta and Arsenal is the best place to get the most out of him, an ambitious club that want to go to the next level. So, you know, I look forward, hopefully. I'm really optimistic about this deal. It's absolutely reliant on an Arsenal paying the money, and that's what they need to do. They need to pay that £100 million asking price. And, and if Arsenal do that, trust me, there's going to be a lot of people with egg on their face. But I am, for one, of the most excited about, you know, if this deal gets done, is is the impact that he can make at Arsenal. That's... That's the situation. Um, Dan says, stick at it, Tom. Takes a long time to get consistent. 70 is my best, but I've been playing for 25 years. So there you go. I've heard something crazy like, you're more likely to get struck by lightning than break 90. Something crazy like that. So um, a friend of mine I play with is, you know, he's a, his handicap's three now. So like, he's very good. And, you know, he's regularly breaking 70 a lot. Um, and even potentially lower than that, I think. But yeah, the idea of getting below 100 is something that you know would be an amazing achievement. So one day, one day, we'll uh, we'll wait and see how it goes. Um, Daniel says, Tom, the point of golf is to play less golf. <laughs> if only I could understand that. I, I don't right now. Um, let's go to uh, Morgan says, Tom, I saw a picture of Yuri and Timmer playing with Virgil van Dijk. He certainly hasn't got the height for a centre-back. He looks like a right-back. He does, but I think the modern-day centre-half role has changed significantly. And, you know, physical height in particular is not something you necessarily associate with the best centre-halves in the world. And to be honest, not even the best centre-halves back in the day. You think about the Italians like Baresi and Cannavaro, you know, these guys weren't blessed with great height, but their ability is what set them apart. So height is a bonus, sure, but alert is the, like alert, uh, the, um, 
it's ability sorry is is what is the the key in this and that's what's more important so i'm looking forward hopefully to seeing um this level of improvement you know from a player like Timber coming into the Arsenal back four into the options that we have as well. Um, someone's apparently spamming the chat. I can't even see it if they are. Sorry, I'll try and pick up on it. If you don't, if you are spamming the chat, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Uh, more than a wheelchair says, what has golf got to do with Arsenal? Well, I'm an Arsenal fan and I play golf and it's my channel. So I'm going to talk about what I want. And if you don't like it, you don't have to be here. So, you know, that's that's kind of what it is. Um, Bluewell says the green keepers after Tom play golf work overtime. Adabi says submit an 80 million plus 15 payable over four years for Rice. I, I think it's, you know, just just pay the hundreds. You know, I, I don't really see the issue in going from 80 million to uh, 90 million to 100 million. I think you just got to pay it at the end of the day. It's as simple as that. Um, Jag says, what are your thoughts on possibility of Balogun leaving for around £35 million? Why do we undervalue our players so much? Uh, I've said before, I think £35 million is the minimum expectation from me. You know, that's that's what I would be looking to try and get, you know, is £35 million at the end of the day. Uh, a minimum expectation of that fee. A, a year ago, Arsenal were losing him for nothing. Just over a year ago, Arsenal were losing him for nothing. He then went on loan to Middlesbrough for six months and didn't necessarily raise his profile all that greatly. And then in one season at Rennes in France, you know, he scored 20 plus goals, done really well, got into the US men's national team, scored on his debut, 35 million pound minimum. You know, we were talking about Jonathan David around 40 million, 45 million pounds about a year ago. And he'd had, you know, successive seasons in Liga scoring regularly. And we weren't talking at 50 million yet. We might be now because he's had three, four seasons playing in Liga, and we're talking about a fifty million pound potential deal for Jonathan David if he was to move on from Lille. So I don't think thirty five million pounds is that mad. You know, if he moves to another Premier League team, maybe you're looking close to forty as a million million pound. But if you're looking abroad, clubs abroad like Inter Milan, RB Leipzig, these clubs aren't necessarily going to pay well upwards of forty million. It depends on the suitor. You know, it depends on the club that's involved. There's so many factors. So. Whilst we look at the deals that are done at like 80, 90, 100 million pounds and people go, well, if Havertz went for 60, 65 million pounds, surely Balogun, who scored 20 plus goals, should be getting close to that as well. But the reality is just not the case. It's just not the reality of the situation. Um, let's go to uh, Maximus. Hey, Tom, uh, how do we justify a price tag of 35 million for Balogun when players like Lavia, Nunez, Anthony? Oh, hold on. There we go. Sneeze coming out. There's probably another one coming in a second. Uh, when players like Lavia, Nunez, Anthony, Mudrick command such high fees, he's homegrown. He's had a, such a good season with an awful... Oh, that's harsh on horse. <laughs> they're not an awful team. You know, they're in the top half of the league. They've done very well, actually, this season under Will Still, who's been a brilliant coach. So, harsh uh, on Rons. Um, But, uh, look, Nunez, Anthony, Mudrick, you know, at the end of the day, they're coming from clubs that have really good reputations in selling. Southampton as well. You know, they think about the money that's been made from Van Dijk and Luke Shaw and Dejan Lovren, Lalana. You know, they've made a lot of money off those players even back in the day when figures weren't as high as they are. You know, Shaw for 32 million quid at 19, 20 years of age. You know, Nunez coming from Benfica. Benfica always get massive feeds for their players. Anthony coming from Ajax. Ajax always get big feeds for their players. Mudrik coming from Shakhtar in a situation where they didn't have to sell and they just witnessed Anthony move on, you know, and he had clubs like Arsenal and Chelsea after him. 
if we're being honest, the clubs that are interested in Balogun, they aren't the Premier League elite. They are very good sides in Europe and Premier League teams like West Ham and Crystal Palace are said to be clubs that are interested, you know, in Balogun. So it's different. And there are factors that change things. There's also the fact that he's only got two years left in his contract. There's also the fact that Arsenal are open to selling him. Um, and also the fact that if he moves to Europe, homegrown doesn't come into things at all. Um, so that for me is uh, that for me is 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 an issue. Um Let's go to boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I appreciate you love the response, wheelchair. Um, you know, I, I've got to be honest. At the end of the day, like, I, if people, if people are critical about what we talk about here, of which I'm not saying that you are. Um, at the end of the day, I'd always recommend if you want to talk about specific things, you're frustrated about hearing different channels talk about different things. You, people don't have to watch. You know, you can go, you can go and watch, whatever you like. And I encourage you to go and do that. Um, so yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to tune in. Um, Maya says, "Why don't we slap a big price tag on players? Not Balogun, but Partey, Tierney, Xhaka. Surely there's a case to be made. I'm sure there are. You know, I'm sure there's great debates that could be had. I just think that a lot of people are forgetting the reality of the situation, which is that Arsenal's selling reputation is really low, and you have to build that back up. Also, people say, you know, Chelsea. Look at the money they're making." They're also making losses hand over fist. The money they paid for Havertz, loss. The money they paid for Koulibaly, loss. The money they paid for Hakim Ziyech, loss. The money they paid for Eduard Mendy, loss. You know, they're constantly making losses on players. So it's not like Chelsea are this be-all and end-all of sellers because they're making consistent losses on players that they've bought ever so recently. So, you know, it's... It's not as simple as that. Ave says, Tom, do you have a studio? It's kind of like a self-made situation. There's lots of like behind, you can't see it. There's loads of like soundproofing on that side, mainly for the neighbor's benefit. But once I get, once we move into our next place, the aim is to have like a, uh, a more established studio space um, that I can invest in. And, you know, we can uh, together as the channel and, you know, you help, you guys help support the channel just by watching, but the members in particular, I'm hoping to improve the infrastructure always. So that's certainly something uh, on the list as we improve, get older and uh, move through life is to improve the infrastructure of the channel. So a, a proper studio rather than the self-made one that I've got with soundproofing and all, you know, which ways hopefully one for the future um let's go to boom 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 uh <laughs> matt g says wait what i don't have to watch every morning so why the hell am i refreshing my youtube at 5 a.m every day matt that's on you bro <laughs> you're choosing to do that but i am very very appreciative of it um thank you everybody that has tuned in today it's very much appreciated i'm going to be cracking on with work shortly so i need to wrap things up but uh as I continue to end these shows, uh, please make sure you stay safe, stay well. Uh, don't get too carried away, too angry. Uh, make sure you look after yourselves and your mental health and all of that lovely stuff. I do want to tell you now about our show that we'll be doing this evening at 8 p.m. So write it in your, your calendars, set your alarms, 8 p.m. UK time tonight. So no, don't worry. Love Island will still be available at 9 p.m. for you. I know that's the priority for so many people. I don't know who these people are that watch Love Island, but you know. Um, but 8 p.m. tonight. I'll be joined by Elliot from Arsenal Vision. Myself and Elliot will be talking about all things Arsenal transfers, uh, Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, Yuri and Timber, and all the like. So do make sure you join me and Yankee Gunner uh, for a good chat about the Arsenal. So very much looking forward to that chat this evening. 
And uh, yeah, keep an eye on football.london for the articles that will be going up this afternoon. And uh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you, as it always, always is. Um, and I look forward to catching up with you again very, very soon. Have a great day. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.